What's up, guys? Welcome to the Empower You Financial Podcast. I am your host, CEO and founder, Eva Palacios of Empower You Financial, where we teach people how to live life on their own terms through financial literacy and credit education. What's up, guys? So last week, we talked about fraudulent and activity and scammers and all of that stuff. So today, I thought, why not talk about cleaning it up and recovering from being a victim in this particular in this particular topic being a victim of identity theft because these are two different things for those of you who don't know they are two different things you know when you are a victim of fraudulent activity that means that the accounts that you already have established have been compromised where today we're going to talk about being a victim of identity theft. And this is where somebody has stolen your information to then open up accounts in your name. So two totally different things. And um, and many of you have brought this to my attention, so we're going to talk about it. So first and foremost, let's go ahead and get started. Identity theft. It's a growing crime happening now more than ever, but let's take it back to 2007. Because in 2007, there was a law that was passed because identity theft was a growing crime. The credit bureaus and the government and basically legislation said, you know what? We need to give people more of an opportunity to obtain their credit reports for free and more often. So tip number one, guys, I know a lot of you use things like Credit Karma, MyFICO, heck, I always refer Experian.com, but if you wanted to get what's called a consumer report, I'm going to tell you, these reports, they're not easy to understand, and in all the years of these credit bureaus being in business and, and designing these consumer credit reports, you would think that they would make them a little bit more organized. No, they still look the same like day one. But basically, every single individual can obtain what's called their annual credit report. You can go to annualcreditreport.com and obtain all three of your consumer credit reports absolutely free. Now, because COVID has happened, you actually can obtain free copies of your credit reports every single month if you wanted to. That might be a little bit extra, but you have access to getting free reports. And the reason that they passed this law is so that consumers can be more in tune with what's on their credit report. So if they identify something on there that doesn't belong to them, boom, now you have immediate access to speaking with somebody at the credit bureau directly. Yes, I know. Many of you are like, I can never speak with a live representative. I'm always going in circles. I'm on hold forever. Nobody answers my questions. I cannot file a dispute over the phone. This is the exception, guys. When you go to annualcreditreport.com, you can view and print your reports right then and there. You can call and request for them to mail them to you. But what's most important about these reports is each report comes with a report ID number. It's a specific number that prints 
onto your credit report so that when you call the credit bureaus, you give them that file ID number. Now you're speaking with the live representative who then pulls up the same report you have in hands. And now you can talk to them and let them know all the fraudulent activity, all whatever questionable items, whatever you want to dispute, you now have access to speaking with somebody over the phone to make sure it happens and it gets corrected. So annual credit report, absolutely free. You can obtain your credit reports at least once a month. I heard throughout COVID, you can even do it once every single week if you want it to. But most important, you want to gain access to these reports so that you can become familiar with what's on there. These reports have far more data than if you go to my FICO, Credit Karma, Experian, all of those guys. Now, the data that it has, in my opinion, mm, yeah, it's information. Some of it has nothing to do with credit scores. Oh, let me also add, those free annual credit reports, they do not come with credit scores. It is just your report. It is just to basically tell you your information. Now, when you obtain these reports, you want to go through them thoroughly. You want to take a look and make sure whatever is on there is accurate information. Is your name spelled correctly? Is it the correct name? Is it the correct date of birth? Is your employer information correct? Are your addresses correct? See, one of the ways to find red flags on if your information is being compromised, look at the personal data of your credit report. If you see addresses that are there that don't belong to you, that's a red flag. Somebody may have stolen your information, given a new address, and now maybe credit cards are sent to that address. Or maybe it's an employer that's incorrect. Whatever it is, your personal information on your credit report needs to be accurate and free of any variations. For example, if you use your name the same way on every application, but on your credit report, it has different names, or maybe your middle name is first and your first name is in the middle, or maybe you don't use a hyphenated last name, but on your credit report, it's hyphenated. And this is important too, guys. Whenever you fill out credit applications, make sure you are spelling everything correctly and you are putting your names correctly because every time you type in that information, it gets, lo it gets logged into the credit bureau system. Hence, why you see misspellings and variations of your name. But if you got OCD like me and you apply in a certain way all the time, and then you look at your credit report and it does not appear that way, that could be a red flag that your information is being used. So first step, gain access to your credit reports, review them, make sure everything is accurate. If it's not accurate, you're going to call the phone number that's on each of the credit bureaus. You're going to give them the file number and you're going to let them know what corrections need to be made and what disputes need to happen. Now, if you recognize that there are open accounts on your credit report that you never opened, you got Macy's on there, you got 
Comcast, you got whatever. You got accounts that are on your credit report that show balances. Heck, they might not even have balances. You got accounts that are on there that do not belong to you. Chances are you've been a victim of identity theft. So when you identify that there are truly accounts opened on your credit report, you need to, step number one, call the phone number of the creditor that is on the report and let them know. I just pulled my credit report. I see that you're on here. I've never opened an account with you. I need to report this as an identity theft case. Now their job is to notate the account, say that you're a victim of identity theft, and basically remove it from your credit report and not hold you liable. Now, some companies are better than others. Some companies, you notify them, no problem. They will delete off your credit report. You go on your merry way. Other companies are going to say, mm, we don't know if you're telling us the truth. So we want further information. Not only do they want further information, they want some type of documentation that is often found as legally binding or more credibility. So in this case, guys, what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to file what's called a fraud affidavit. And for this, you're going to go to www.ftc.gov, which is federaltradecommission.gov. FTC.gov, in the search box, you're going to type in fraud affidavit. It's going to be about a 10-page document that's going to have you list your information, your name, date of birth, social, address, all of your personal information. Most importantly, it's going to have you fill out the account details. What's the account name? What's the balance, date open? All of the account details that are on your credit report needs to be put onto this form and you're basically signing off on it saying that you've been a victim of identity theft, you have no idea where these accounts came from, and you want them deleted from your credit report and also not be held responsible with those creditors. This document, you have to get it notarized. So you are signing under oath saying you did not open these accounts. Getting it notarized, they're fingerprinting you, this is high-level type documentation. Aside from that, you also need to file a police report. File a police report telling the story. I pulled my credit reports on this date. I found this information on my report that doesn't belong to me. All of those accounts that are on your credit report, on the fraud affidavit, also need to appear on the police report as well. So now you have two credible documentation that states you did not open these accounts and they were open fraudulently. You're going to take both of these documents and you're going to send it to all of the creditors that were open fraudulently. You're going to send it directly to them and 
you're going to send it to all three credit bureaus. So guys, for those of you who are out there that are like, I disputed my accounts with the credit bureaus. They're fraud. I'm a victim of identity theft. They won't remove them. You have to understand that the credit bureau is the middleman. They don't know who's right or wrong. Most importantly, they're not there to play favorites. So you telling them you're a victim of identity theft, their job is to contact the creditor. The creditor says, nope, they owe us the money because we got their social and date of birth on file. Leave it on the credit report. Then the credit bureaus leave it on the credit report. So you need legal documentation, higher credibility to override both of these guys. Override the creditors, override the credit bureaus. This is why you obtain a police report and the fraud affidavit. You get it notarized. You're going to send it to all of the parties involved. And when you send it to them, guys, you want to send it certified with return receipt. This means you're going to pay a little bit extra, but it's worth it. But most importantly, the letters and the documentation get hand delivered to all parties. That particular creditor or credit bureau, they have to sign off on it. They sign off the receipt acknowledging they've received it. Now you've got receipts back showing you when they've received the documentation. By law, the credit bureaus have 30 days to investigate and process. And because these legal documents are legal, they have to remove that information from your credit report. Now, let's just say they don't. For whatever reason, let's just say they don't do it. You kept copies. You have your return receipts showing proof. It's been more than 30 days. It's still on your credit reports. Nobody is trying to help you. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to take this to the FTC. Federal Trade Commission, they oversee the credit bureaus. They oversee third-party collectors. They oversee these situations. So if nobody is complying based on the work and the proof that you've given, you get to involve the FTC. And now the FTC runs an investigation. And guess what, guys? None of these creditors or the credit bureaus want to hear from the FTC. Because if they are not in compliance, the FTC can fine them. Minimum $10,000 per occurrence. So you know darn well they are not trying to mess with the FTC. Now, all of the, 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 the years that I've been helping my mentees do this, never once has it ever gone as far as the FTC. So guys, if you are going in circles, because you haven't been able to get this stuff off of your credit report, this is why you have to have the right supporting documentation that is enforced by higher people to be able to get these things removed. Kid you not, you follow those steps, those items will be deleted from your credit report. Now, we'll say this. There are the other guys that are out there, you pay them to get items deleted. And these items truly belong to you. 
sometimes the other guys will do the whole FTC fraud affidavit paperwork on your behalf. Guys, you got to be careful with that. You got to be careful with that. Because these other guys are filling out this documentation, submitting false affidavit, claiming identity theft and fraud. And let's just say it gets deleted from your credit report. But if it goes under investigation and there's signatures, and I don't know, it gets as far as police calling the creditors, let's verify cameras on where these credit cards were swiped for whatever transactions. Guys, it can get ugly. And the only person that's going to be held responsible is you because you're the owner of the credit report. So choose wisely when you're thinking about credit repair. Choose wisely when you're thinking about paying someone to delete things off of your credit report. And if you truly want to move forward with that, you better ask some questions. How are they going to delete? What documents are they sending in? How do they go about it? What is their process? Because I'm literally telling you step-by-step how you can do this for free on your own legitimately. So let's talk about it gets deleted. Perfect. You did your job. I know many of you are probably like, I need to figure out like who's doing this. You will go down a rabbit hole. It doesn't matter who did it. What matters is what you are doing to resolve it. And now, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Right? Because clearly somebody has your information. Somebody has your date of birth and social. Because, and obviously your name. They can always give a different address. But those three pieces of information are super crucial. And they have to have that in order to open up accounts in your name. So what do we do? Do I, Eva, do I change my social? No, you can't change your social. Date of birth, can't do that either. But what you can do, there's two things you can do. You can, one, place a fraud alert on your credit report. Fraud alerts are absolutely free. What it is, it's a message that sits on your credit report. You can choose for it to be a short term, which I think is like 90 days. Don't bother with that. Do the long term option, which is seven years. All it is, is a message that pops up right. You look at your credit report, you see your name, your address right underneath. It's going to have a security message and it says fraud alert has been placed on file as of this date. Please call the phone number you want to give when you place that fraud alert. Put your cell phone number because here's what that does. If a fraud alert is placed on your credit report, anytime you go to apply for credit, you're not going to get instantly approved. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because a fraud alert, what it does, it alerts the merchant or the creditor. When the credit's pulled, they see the alert. They pause the application. They call the phone number on file. Make sure you, if you're applying for credit, and moments later, you're getting a phone call from a number you don't know where it's coming from, answer the phone. 
Because chances are that's the bank who wants to verify whether or not you just submitted this application. If you don't answer the phone, they're going to cancel that application. And now it's resulting in a denial. And we do not want denials. So the fraud alert is there as a preventative measure. So if you go to apply for credit, you better make sure your cell phone is handy and you're ready to take the call. If somebody else still is holding on to your information and they try to apply for credit, you're going to get those phone calls as well. So you want to be sure that you're answering those phone calls. Because if somebody is still trying to apply for credit in your name, yes, they won't be able to go through with it because of the fraud alert. But I don't know. It's peace of mind knowing if I'm answering the phone, I know whether or not it's still happening or is it happening without my knowledge. So you can place a fraud alert on a credit report absolutely free. Do the extended option to where it sits for seven years and it sits on all three credit reports. Now, option number two. You can do what's called a security freeze. This is stronger than the fraud alert. Basically what this is, is you're contacting the credit bureaus, telling them I've been a victim of identity theft multiple times. And quite frankly, you're sick of it. You're tired of dealing with this. And I don't blame you because I have had mentees that have been repeated victims of identity theft. So I get it. And this is the option for you. Option number two, place a security freeze. What this is, you contact the credit bureau, tell them you wish to place a security freeze. If you've been a victim of identity theft, the freeze is absolutely free to you. If you haven't and you just want to do it, depending upon your state, that's what determines the fee. But you're a victim you place a security freeze, they ask you to tie a PIN number or a code to that freeze. It could be four digits. It could be six digits. You give them the code, save that code, guys. Save the code. Because if you don't save the code, it's going to be very difficult to unfreeze your credit reports. But basically it goes like this. You place the freeze. They're going to ask you, create a code. You create the code. They're going to notate the account. When you go to apply for credit, that lender, creditor, merchant is going to pull your credit report and they're going to see absolutely nothing. It's going to say no credit found. Security freeze on file. They aren't going to see anything. It's completely blank. So if the culprit is out there still trying to steal your identity, they are not going to get anywhere with it whatsoever because they can't see nothing on your credit report. This is good for those who have been victimized more than once. This is good for my senior citizens that aren't trying to do any credit business. This is also good for somebody who doesn't plan on doing any credit business because here's what happens, guys. You put the freeze on, you can't apply for credit. You apply for credit, they're not going to see nothing, so you're wasting your time. But if you're thinking about applying for credit, you need to contact the credit bureau, give them that code, they remove the freeze. Sometimes it takes some time, 
But once they remove the freeze, then you can go to apply for credit. So in essence, sometimes it could be tedious. Calling to place it, calling to remove it. Place it, remove it, place it, remove it. But choose whatever is going to be less stress. Is it more stressful to deal with being a victim of identity theft and going through all of what I just told you to do? Or is it less stressful putting the security freeze and making some phone calls to remove it and add it, remove it and add it? You decide. But those are the two things that you can do to prevent this from happening again. And guys, this process, like I hope you wrote it down. And if not, hit the replay. It's a, if you've been victimized, these are the steps to take. If you know somebody that's been victimized, share this podcast with them. This is so crazy because again, remember on last episode, you know, I talked about, you know, I've never really been victimized or fraudulent activity. And then we talked about my rewards getting hacked. I haven't had anybody steal my identity, but my husband's wills, his identity was stolen in 2009. But because of where I worked, because of my information, the knowledge and the information that I knew every year, we always got our annual credit reports. Oh, here's a tip, guys. Well, back then it was a little bit different. Now you can get your annual credit reports every single month. But back then you could only actually get them once a year, which is how it got its name, annual credit report. So back then when we could only get the annual reports one time a year, what we would do is we would space them out. January, we would do Experian, wait four months, Equifax, wait another four months, TransUnion. So we would space them out. Now, 2009, when we pulled the reports, sure enough, we saw a Dell computer on there, an AT&T phone service, and something else. And I thought to myself, what in the world? How did this happen? How could this happen to us? On the credit report, there was an address in Southern California, in Los Angeles. Thank goodness it was in Los Angeles because if it was anywhere remotely drivable, driving distance, oh yeah, we would have pulled up. No, we wouldn't have. But you're very tempted. You're very tempted to pull up and figure out who is doing this because you feel so violated. It's not our job to worry about who did it. It's not our job to investigate. Our job is to take these steps on how to recover and how to protect to make sure it doesn't happen to us again in the future. So that being said, guys, I hope I've added value to you. I hope I've given you some solid information. So if you have been a victim of identity theft, these are the proper steps and and the paperwork and the processes you need to take to make sure that you recover And have that peace of mind because you have placed either the fraud alert or the security freeze to prevent it from happening again in the future. Do me a favor, guys. Like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This is how I'm able to get Empower You into the world. And it's because of you guys sharing this information. That being said, guys, I look forward to helping you live life on your own terms. Bye, guys. Take a look at what you see, what I become It ain't hard to tell Young legend, I'm an icon